Welcome to Observe and Retort. Hi. <laughs> we are in week 11. That we are. Of 2021. Yep. And this week, we're going to bring you, well, I'm going to bring you a story all about the sci-fi city being built in the desert by a what? murderer. What? <laughs> what are you going to tell us about, Luna? Uh, I'm going to talk about a woman who went to the worst work seminar ever. And now she's suing. <laughs> and in weekly what the fucks. Oh. I think we're going to return to our favorite theme. Uh. Maybe it's not our favorite theme. I don't know. Mm. A, an old favorite about how racism can sometimes be funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Luna. And I'm David. Yeah. Welcome to the episode. I'm excited. We did a hook. I have to apologize openly to my boyfriend who not even a week ago was like have you thought about doing a hook for the uh for the podcast like in the beginning i was like we don't do that that's not necessary that's silly like we were fine without it and then you said it today and i'm like yeah let's do that and <laughs> i just want to say to be clear he did he did he did um actually it was, it was ask all him sorry he, he said that. it to me too and i just i just claimed it as my own idea um <laughs> it was I mean, it's not like the most original thing in the world. How like, dare pretty, you? Pretty normal. How but dare you? We're gonna mix it up. We're gonna do something new. We're gonna we're gonna hook you. We're gonna, we're hooking. Wait. Don't 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 say that. We're not. We 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 caught your uh, <laughs> tension. Hmm? How are you doing, David? How are you? How are you on your end? You're I, what? I just, four kilometers away. Why? Six where are we going with this question anymore? This is like as at work today, I bumped into a colleague who I like and I was so close to asking her, what did you do over the weekend? And then I realized I know the answer. It's yeah. nothing the same as every weekend Yeah. for the last year. But see, if I hadn't asked you that, you wouldn't have come up with this amazing and... And, and, and uplifting... And, and uplifting <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Obviously, we. That was a wonderful glad. question. That, yeah. How are you? I'm fine. Ending <laughs> the internship in like a couple of days. And now it's back to being fucking unemployed and having no faith in life or humanity. And like, am I ever going to get a job? Now I've been doing this for a month that I really like, that I'm fucking good at, and they can't hire me, which is like fair because, okay, you don't have a lot of money, but like, I mean, hire me, please. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I'm going to keep, uh, hopefully they're going to keep wanting to uh, work with me, maybe pay me for some stuff, but not, I, they can't give me like an hourly salary right now, which is yeah. fair, but yeah. But some we'll freelance work would be nice and might roll what? into something else. A bit of freelance work occasionally. Yeah, might, yeah. Might roll yeah. into. Yeah, sure. Why not? I guess that's what people are doing now. Yes. So they can get some form of income, I hear. That's nice. <laughs> anyway, you want to just do this? You want to just get into it? I'm so ready. Do you want to go first? 
I I think so. Okay. Do I want to go for? Yeah. Why not? This is because gonna be. Because I'm fucking intrigued already, and I I think I need. to It's gonna be a big first. one. Uh Yay. So, this week I want to take us to Saudi Arabia, and tell you all about the line. So, firstly, just have a listen to this. Contemporary cities couldn't cope with growth. The contemporary city needs a full redesign. What if we removed cars? What if we got rid of streets? What if we innovated in the public space? What if we built around nature instead of over it? What if everything you needed was always a five-minute walk away? What if invisible technology generates carefree and open urban space? What if sustainability was not a goal, but a given? What if we replace outdated urban services with new services driven by artificial intelligence? Oh my God. What if we built <laughs> the line? A 170 kilometer revolution in urban living. Protecting the earth's most stunning nature while creating unmatched livability. A home to all of us. Welcome to the line. Neom. What did she call me? <laughs> Neom, Neom is what she said at the end. Is she recruiting me for a cult or I, is she? But what? it sounds like a cool cult, right? I mean, I am on if board. I was ever going to sign up for one. This is probably this the one. Yeah. But I do. I. It's difficult to not get the synergy blah 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 kind of vibe but i guess that's always the thing i feel like you could even hear in her voice like when she said the bit about artificial intelligence it was like yeah this doesn't actually sound that great uh. the idea that they'd be tracking me everywhere i go is that the idea that's the idea oh well count me out not like anyway. that's anything new like oh my god could you imagine <laughs> you know it's obviously <laughs> yeah that sounds terrible i say with my two phones next to me <laughs> gps on what are you my both dad of them. Jesus. i have a work phone and a personal phone because i like to turn Ooh, off i'm the a businessman <laughs> oh i've got a job <laughs> <laughs> i'm a grown-up with a real job good for you david good for you I'm a drug dealer, so I've got two phones. <laughs> Thanks for outing me. I uh, wish. <laughs> no, no. Anyway. Great. So that is our super fancy advert about the line. But to tell this story properly, I'm going to have to give you some background. Great. Quite a bit of background. So this city in Saudi Arabia was originally proposed back in 2017. And the line is one aspect of it. It's a city in itself. But Neom is the whole raft of giga projects, like these massive projects that were part of the huge raft of reforms and projects led by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Now, Mohammed bin Salman is a name that most people, I think, will recognize. While he's not technically the king, he is the de facto leader of Saudi Arabia. And when he came to power, uh, he was seen as the great reformer. So he took steps like allowing women to drive, 
in the wonderful year of 2018. Oh, wow. The trailblazer. <laughs> now, of course, that reputation as a reformer only goes so far. Doesn't go as far, for example, as when they decided to let women drive. Actually releasing the women who'd campaigned to be able to drive. Lujain al-Hathlu, who is probably the most famous campaigner, was literally released last month. Oh, no. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, women can drive, but they're not allowed to ask to drive. That's, but that's kind of like the US being like, oh, release legalizing weed. But also, we're just going to keep people in jail for like weed possession or whatever. Bullshit. It is. Yeah. Anyway, as I'm sure some people are already wondering why I haven't mentioned... <laughs> The real nail in the coffin of his great reformer reputation was when he ordered the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi Arabian embassy in Istanbul. And actually, we can hear from Khashoggi himself what critics think of the neon project that this city in, uh, in the desert is part of. So here's Khashoggi speaking in the last interview he did with Al Jazeera before he died talk about something other than women driving new project this futuristic city that he he is planning to invest half a trillion dollar in it what if it goes wrong it could bankrupt the country but no one's allowed to criticize it but no, no one allowed to write an objective uh, uh, a piece in any newspaper Ali, saying, well, Ali, so yeah that's Jamal Shoghi This project is Mohammed bin Salman's baby. It is absolutely like it's his mega project. He's entirely invested in its success. Mm -hmm. Khashoggi said that about the Neon project. Then Khashoggi was hacked to death by a 15-person assassination team, seven of whom were bin Salman's personal bodyguards. Seven people on the 15 team... Well, yeah, that's look every good. day. It doesn't oh, look great. It's a little damning. I so at say. this point, I would just like to point out that I think the project sounds great. I think it's the best idea ever. We support it 100% on this podcast. <laughs> the official position of Observe and Retort oh is God. that everything about this project is amazing. And anything I say in the next half an hour that sounds remotely critical, <laughs> please don't kill me. Anyway... <laughs> We're not important enough, David. It's fine. Maybe you're not. I have two phones. <laughs> I definitely so <laughs> You Mr. have two, two phones over here. Can definitely get murdered <laughs> in an embassy. Oh, oh my God. God. He's listening. <laughs> anyway. So if you go back to 2018... Uh, when Jamal Khashoggi was was killed, you can find a lot of articles saying when Bin Salman killed Khashoggi, he killed his futuristic megacity as Hmm. well. Hmm. So the general perspective there, at the time, there were a ton of really fancy names attached to the project. It's a huge project to try and get external investment in Saudi Arabia. I'll go into a bit later exactly why Saudi Arabia is doing this. Um, But there were tons of fancy names. I'm going to take a quick detour and tell you about two names that were on the advisory board they had back in 2018. One, Travis Kalanick from Uber. 
the former CEO of Uber who resigned in 2017 after a series of ethical scandals, including widespread sexual harassment issues at the company. Uh, another Masayoshi Son, who's the CEO of SoftBank. SoftBank, you may have heard of. They're a huge Japanese bank that's had a series of embarrassing investments in, well, Uber for one. They also invested in Wirecard, which you might remember last year is the huge German finance company that collapsed after someone noticed that they had $2 billion just missing from their accounts oh, that probably should have been there. Huh. SoftBank also yeah. bet in a massive way on WeWork. Another company you might remember embarrassingly collapsing in 2019. There's it was meant to be... <laughs> yeah. It was meant to be like the Uber for office space and SoftBank gave vast sums of money to this company. Okay. A company where the CEO said, was on record saying he wanted to run for president of the world. <laughs> oh, that's cute. It sounds like a little It's really cute child. when it's a four-year-old. It's less I'm cute. I'm going to be president <laughs> of the world, mama. Slightly less cute. When it's the CEO of a company that was at one point supposedly valued at a hundred billion dollars or more. Yeah, fact. then we have a problem, don't we? <laughs> this is also a company where the CEO's wife would get staff fired within minutes of meeting them because they had the wrong energy. Oh, oh, <laughs> guys, I just feel like the vibe isn't quite right. Oh my god! And I've got that within. 30 seconds of knowing. But also, I know people like this. (laughs) I know people like this. If they had this kind of power, they would 100% do this. And when I say people, I mean one person, and I won't say their name. (laughs) Also, uh, the the wife that I'm referring to of this CEO is the cousin of Gwyneth Paltrow. So maybe it's just in the family, all of this goopy nonsense. Oh, in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there are a lot of other hilarious bits of idiocy that came out after the collapse of WeWork. Uh, SoftBank had given them so much money that SoftBank still owns WeWork. And they were so desperate to get rid of the CEO that they paid him $1.7 billion in order for him to step down. And they still pay him an annual salary of $46 million because they'd made such a bad deal when they gave him money that they realized if we don't get rid of him, we're, we're going to throw more money in this terrible situation. So it's worth spending almost $2 billion just to get rid of the guy. Jesus Christ. Then you're like, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, you need to go. Oof. Anyway, that's just two random names that I picked off the advisory committee, right. <laughs> the advisory board, because I recognize both of them. And I thought it would be entertaining to take a little detour there. Mm. What I'm kind of saying here is it was really great people on the advisory board. Um, and after the murder of Kashagi, Neom is no longer publishing who's on their board. Uh, they decided to just... A lot of people dropped out. A huge number of people withdrew because yeah, of that's the a good negative call. publicity. Mm. And they stopped publishing it and it's no longer known who exactly is on the board. But despite that, the project itself apparently didn't die. So in January this year, 
Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman launched it again with the real fancy video that I just played you at the start of the podcast. Uh, and a really cool launch with... Uh, uh, yeah, huge things of the investment Drones. here is going to be amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they are building... Let me explain a little bit, take a detour again, and just explain why Saudi Arabia is doing this. Okay. Saudi Arabia has a huge problem. It's what is generally called a rentier state. So Saudi Arabia's problem, and I know this is going to sound paradoxical, is that they have too much oil money. Oh, oh so hard. Oh. You knew you were going to make a voice like that. You're going to do it. <laughs> just, just knew it. Are you saying I'm predictable? How dare you? A tad. I'm the most predictable person, but that <laughs> you know brings people comfort. And I am here to hold you all with my predictability. Go on. <laughs> anyway, a really simple introduction to what our rentier state is. It's basically when so much of your economy is based on one natural resource, and you end up using that natural resource to pay your own citizens to not revolt, hmm. then you're too reliant on a single thing. So that's part of the issues that are in Venezuela right now. Uh, it's part of the issues that we see in Iran. Like when you've built your entire economic and political system on the profits from a single thing, you're really yeah. pretty fucked if that thing runs out or if it yeah. loses value or if no one is willing to buy it from you for other reasons, like mm. the US tells everyone that they're not allowed to. And that's exactly what the Saudi Arabian government is terrified of. They recognize that oil is running out, both in terms of it's physically running out and people's desire to buy it is trending down. Or okay. is expected to trend down. What, bro? The problems of being a, a rentier state are significant. Pretty much the only country that's been known to avoid the issues is Norway. And people talk a lot about Norway's oil money. Norway has an incredibly carefully established structure of how they can access that money that was designed in the late 60s by an Iraqi oil engineer who saw how oil like who saw how this amazing thing for Iraq having all that oil money actually destroyed the country's political state. Mm -hmm. So when he supported Norway in the engineering side, he also said, "Hey, you guys are going to fucking destroy your country if you don't set it up incredibly carefully," and that's why Norway has avoided it. Saudi wow. Arabia did not do so. Uh Ugh. So they're a perfect example of a country where their politics and their economics is entirely based on oil and that has completely corrupted the structure. And so the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's reforms as a whole, including women driving, everything, to massively simplify it can be boiled down to trying to escape the inevitable future of a world in which oil is no longer valued. Hmm. I'm learning so much from you. <laughs> 
Because we all know, right, that the U.S. wouldn't be friendly. Like, why would the U.S. give a shit about Saudi Arabia Obviously. if it wasn't for all well, of that? That I knew. <laughs> right? That bit we all know, but that's just why. So that's all of this is coming from that desire of how do we, and it explains so much of of the reforms that Mohammed bin Salman has, has, is taking. Mm. And that leads us to Neom. So, that weird word that she said at the end. Neom is, Neom. it's made up of the Greek word. Neom. 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 Almost like Nexium. I'm just saying. Nexium. You know Nexium? Nexium? Nexium. Oh, honey. Did you oh, know? Oh, uh, the like sex cult. Yes, there I've we go. I've never heard there it. I've only seen it written. You you get to with watch the, with the, the vow woman from right uh, now. We'll take a break. You go watch the vow. We'll come back. With the actress oh, okay. from Smallville, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, this bitch! Don't get me started. <laughs> I will go on. Let's do a the vow podcast after this. Jesus. Anyway. Right. I mm. don't think it's related Oil. to the Canadian sex cult. Um, was it in Canada well, or was it America? I well, it know. was, I don't, there was a, an office in Canada, but. Okay. okay. I don't think it's related to Take the course. sex cult. Oh, no. Okay. We'll see. It's made up of the Greek word for new and the Arabic word for future. So it just means new future. Cute. And a, tell me about how cute it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Neom is an area that's the size of Belgium. And right now, what is there? It's on the northwest coast. It's right next to Egypt. And it's an area that right now has a couple of par- palaces. It's apparently where King Salman goes on holiday. Uh, King Salmon? Salmon. King Salmon? <laughs> no? Okay. Who it is? <laughs> yes, it's vaguely similar to Salmon. <laughs> like, <laughs> King Salmon. Should have a little cartoon made about him. Okay. I'm sorry I, I interrupted <laughs> Go on. About King Salmon. So. Mm. This is a a series of cities or or a, a mega city that they're planning. Uh, which, as I said, is the size of Belgium, and it's got just a huge number of unbelievably sized mega projects. So one of them, for example, is a $5 billion hydrogen plant, hydrogen being the most promising option in green fuel today, or one of the most promising options. So that is like a direct attempt to replace oil. They know that China and Russia are building hydrogen plants, and they recognize that they can't make money or they in the future will not be able to make money from black energy. So Saudi Arabia is saying, hey, we'll make money from green energy instead. Okay. That makes a certain degree of sense. But what I want to talk about today, now that we've done all of this buildup. Oh, shit. Is the line. The line? The line is the name of the first city that is being built as part of Neom. And it is, as our cute video said, 170 kilometers of city in a single line. So what the happens in- if you cross it? Well, it's not 
actually a street. It has no cars. There's no cars there anywhere. There's no roads. <laughs> it's just <laughs> one line mm-hmm. for over a hundred miles for our American and older British listeners. But but is there a reason for that? Is there like a good reason? Because I don't get it. That's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because because why why? So the idea is oh. that it's much more efficient, supposedly, uh-huh. for them to build the entire city in a single line. They will have at ground level. It will be where people, you know, normally live and work and everything. Mm -hmm. Then there's one underground level that is the service level where everything happens to allow life to exist on the ground level without any... uh, any of the normal things that you have in a city but but so if it's a line isn't isn't everything just like unnecessarily far away very quickly and then the third level so basement level two it's just a a quick escalator like in the airport so you can just basically yes fuck off i mean it's like a subway but uh okay (laughs) (laughs) it's not you're not expected to stand on escalator. <laughs> You'll be getting into some kind of, maybe it's based on Hyperloop I mean, I technology. Maybe it's, I don't, like it's not clear currently, right, right. but basically a very, very efficient subway that means you can get from one side of this uh, huge city to the other in 20 minutes. Okay. And in each area along the city there will be everything theoretically everything that you need in so that you can be five minutes as she said five minutes from work five minutes from all your amenities you know all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and on top of that it has this level of ai i've got a quote here from joseph bradley neom's head of technology and digital uh oh that's just the end of his title Technology, and I hate when people just say digital. Digital something. <laughs> like, what are you saying is digital? Anyway. <laughs> Everything. I feel like an old man shouting at a cloud, but whatever. Um, well. <laughs> he says, we're fundamentally building the world's first cognitive city. An operating system known as NEOS, aimed to seek consent to use data from 90% of residents, and then they will use that to run smart technology with facial recognition and 5G oh, networks no. that oh, no. help make the city more efficient. This yeah. is a disaster waiting <laughs> to happen. Like... Ooh. Now, a lot of people would think exactly that, and they would be really quite concerned about living in Saudi Arabia with that level of facial recognition. Mm-hmm. Not to worry though. Luckily, the entire city will be in its own legal and financial zone that will not follow Saudi Arabian law. Well, what will it follow? That's a great question. Uh-huh. A 
And just for asking it, I'm going to go. Crown <laughs> Prince is going to get you. <laughs> if you look to the left, Mikey is holding a gun to your head. I love that any answer I don't know, I can just say the Crown Prince is going to kill you. Like that's, this is the, we should... <laughs> This should be an option every time I don't know See, the answer to a question. that's how they get you, no, you know. You, I actually, you're so powerful <laughs> and cool that, yeah. I actually you do know. Execution. Uh, so there are other places in the Middle East that also have the same structure. And instead of following Sharia-based law, they follow mm -hmm. common law, which is loosely based on the English system. Okay. Uh, in the same way that the American legal system is loosely based on the English system. So... It's just a different style of... Uh, the idea being that more international businesses and people would be willing to exist in a place where they feel secure that what the judgments won't be made based what on Sharia law. Feel I mean, some people would. In the course of researching this, I will be honest. I mean, I spent a lot of time looking at Neom's website and... I was almost convinced. I was almost like, hey, if they've got some sustainability jobs going, look, I don't want to work for a murderer, but... Uh, but... Uh, shit looks tight. <laughs> like, That's a really cute condo. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Talking oh a lot about God. sustainability. They are hiring yeah. 700 people this year. Maybe I should huh. go. Maybe them. I should go. Maybe they'll give me a fucking job. <laughs> I'll just you know, give them my freedom and my yeah. privacy. But then again, how much of that do I have now? But that's a discussion for another day. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So wow. this is the, I mean, this is really some sci-fi shit. Yeah. When is it happening? When Including is it like launching? the dystopian part. Uh, they are planning on starting in... Uh, it's really so, so the first phase is expected to be completed by 2025 okay. uh, so work has supposedly begun uh, with work on survey surveys and temporary infrastructure mm -hmm. um, and proper building work is meant to start this year okay. other than SoftBank who are known to be invested and part of that is because Saudi Arabia has invested heavily in SoftBank um, mm -hmm. it's not clear how many people outside of, of, you know, as I said, this is intended to get a lot of external investment and it's not currently clear how willing people are to invest in it. Yeah. Part of that is, you know, the murdery part. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, necessarily a deal breaker for a shit ton of businessmen <laughs> sure right i mean uh another part is this is not actually the first city in the desert that saudi arabia has built so back in 2005 king salmon um, <laughs> i'm probably saying it wrong anyway so i may as well just say it the way that entertains you i like the way um, <laughs> i think we should keep it. just why not uh so yeah, King, King Salmon. Um, <laughs> yes. No, King Salmon. Him. 
Yes, thank you. Announced that they were going to build several what they call economic cities, and most of them did not happen. The but one did, and uh, yeah, that's that's the only one. It's not particularly it successful. Doing? It's it's not failing. It's not super successful. It's it's, it's just there. kind of it's there. Okay. And uh <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. I uh <laughs> I'm not feeling super great about that initiative. I don't know. Uh, I just that's um that makes me very nervous. And also intrigued, but mostly nervous. I mean, it is genuinely like it does sound it sounds like a really cool project. But obviously, but there's also... so many things that are not being talked about. Like, there's so much. Also, Clearly. like, I don't trust any of these bitches. I, th- like, <laughs> this is not going to go well. Yeah, we don't have, like, sh- like the terrible laws and haha, the president murdered people, but that's not going to count for you. Like, bullshit. This gonna, shit's going to go down. It's not good. He's not like Mr. Cool Murder all of a sudden. Like, he's, he's still a fucking terrible person. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. It, it sounds both incredibly cool and very much like the plot of a movie like Snowpiercer. Absolutely. Like, yeah. oh, to <laughs> escape climate change, we've yeah. built a... <laughs> really long train track that's just not (laughs) stopping oh yeah that sounds really great that doesn't sound like it's gonna go wrong at all like this is so obviously the 70 years ago in a fucking dystopian movie (laughs) oh my god i'm just i'm just imagining that board meeting with the people like sitting there with the prince being all like okay so what do you want to do with this initiative he's like snowpiercer um okay i what about no no snowpiercer and that's all he's saying until they come up with this weird ass town which i'm just this is why does the uh, why does the prince of saudi arabia have an accent of a james bond villain from the mid 90s well obviously (laughs) i am not a i didn't i didn't realize (laughs) I didn't realize you were from Eastern Europe. That's uh, <laughs> honestly, I was like, "Well, I wonder what's gonna come out of my mouth in a second when I say this," and that's what came out. I thought it was I, perfect. I honestly, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> you um, appreciate this. I was like, "How do I make this subtle and not problematic?" <laughs> and uh, I, well, I actually, I think I you hit that, that mark it. very well. It, what it now? didn't sound it, at least personally. I think it didn't sound at all racist. It sounded entertaining. <laughs> so I think you've done very, very well. I'm proud of you. I, I think it, it's a difficult line to strike. You know, how do you do an accent without sounding oh my racist? God. It's, it, it's hard, but you did it. You go, If girl. I get murdered you tomorrow, go, David, girl. you know, <laughs> he's not going to be happy about it. He's like, I sound nothing like that. <laughs> Off with her head! And that's, I mean, that would be a pretty cool ending. I, I like that he switched to being Henry VIII. Like, that's a... Uh... 
It's a nice change. Just mixing it up. You have to give him nuances. That way people can be more comfortable. Look, the crown prince has range. No one is allowed to say he doesn't. Okay. You cannot say he doesn't. While we're speaking of range, you know, I would, it would be crazy for me to talk about the crown prince without mentioning the other thing that he's doing to try and take attention away from his murdery tendencies, which is he's also trying to buy Newcastle United football club in the UK. Okay. This took a turn. Which just so happens to be the football club that I support. So just that's the, uh, that's a little added Huh. added flavor and that's why i think the line is great it's great you're great everything's great <laughs> i believe in it um <laughs> no in a in a you're great. <laughs> beautiful devastating well way reality really keep the, <laughs> the, the yeah. courage and the yeah in a devastating but. reality that i think will surprise very very few people uh my fellow fans of newcastle united have um on hearing that a billionaire was well a mega billionaire right he literally owns a country and it's an incredibly rich country was gonna buy our football team decided that footballing success was worth anything and when jamal Khashoggi's fiance uh can you say Widow for anyway. Widow fiance is uh oh wrote right. an article saying uh hey this guy murdered my husband to be. Please don't allow him to uh yeah. pretend to be a decent person by buying a football team. Mm-hmm. She got sent abuse by football fans. Because oh, they really wanted us to buy nice players with all of no. that murderer money. How could you expect football fans to be rude oh. and just uncomfortable and yeah. not really great, you know, greatly behaved? How can To be fair, she should have stayed have out of it, okay? We really wanted to buy Ronaldo. Hashtag not um. all hooligans, okay? <laughs> No, it's just I don't care about sports, so I like to <laughs> to tease you. <laughs> shocking once again, absolutely shocking. Um, anyway, that is the story of the murderer who is building a sci-fi city in the desert. <sighs> Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that was I a was, lot. It was a lot. It was pretty intense. I had no idea any of this was happening. I mean, I yeah, with the with the murder, I knew, but I didn't know about the murder is within my wheelhouse. But you know, (laughs) oh girl, same (laughs) geopolitics beyond murder. Well, that is a lunar topic, so Uh, you know it. (laughs) Uh, Well, on that note, let's. I can't wait to see how this turns out. You know, I can't. Well, I'm also a little nervous, but I don't go there. <laughs> no, I just don't. Uh, we'll get jobs. 
other if a sustainability places, right? job comes up tomorrow then look oh my god if this podcast comes off the air and <laughs> then the reason for it is probably because they were offering a great sustainability job and i decided that ah! money was more ah! important than my morals you can that all learn so exactly happened, how how far my morals were willing to go <laughs> <laughs> you're a man of great worth <laughs> talk a big game but you know that neon money man that neon money goes you gotta far. you gotta get it you gotta yeah. get it what can you do about it okay i'm gonna talk about the woman who went to the worst fucking work work seminar and uh she's not happy about it which you will understand in a moment. So I'm not going to say her name because she is a survivor of abuse. And like some articles are saying her name, but I don't really think I, I read somewhere that that was not really her wish. So I'm going to respect okay. that. I'm going to leave her anonymous. Good. Uh, the article is from PasadenaStarNews.com. And it's uh, the main article I'm, I'm talking or using uh, is uh, from Scott Schwepke. Nailed it. Okay. So a uh, 23-year-old woman is suing Panda Restaurant Group uh, and a live seminars and coaching academy in Pico Rivera for sexual battery, a hostile work environment and um, intentional infliction of emotional distress. So the plaintiff, she started working for Panda Express, which is, I don't know, do you know the, the place? I know Panda Express, but I think only our uh, listeners who've been to the US would. Yeah, it's a chain restaurant with like over 2000 restaurants. And um, <clears throat> cheap so noodles. What now? Cheap noodles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. So the woman started her job there in 16. And in July 2019, she was told by a store manager that she needed to complete a self-improvement seminar, which was conducted by a live seminars. That's the name of the people doing it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Obviously, like, in that situation, you want to move up. You want to improve your, like, you want to advance within the company. So so she signed up for this course, this seminar, and she paid herself to attend because oh. don't get me started on chain restaurants in the U.S. Okay, so... <laughs> The lawsuit says that Panda Express pushed its employees in the Los Angeles region to complete these seminars, this this training. And it was in many cases like a prerequisite to promotion, like do this and then you'll get your promotion. And that's how you like some say, give me a blowjob. Others say, go through this shit. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all terrible. We'll get to it. What? You want to say something? <laughs> do you mean like some shitty managers would say that? Or yeah. do you mean 
They did say that on this seminar. No, no, no. They didn't say that. Okay. Some, like a, some do. This happens A generalized shitty time. manager could ask for a blowjob for a promotion <laughs> rather than specifically on this court. Okay, mm, cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's okay. clear now. So the seminars were held in a house in East Los Angeles and about 20 to 50 Panda Express employees uh, went to them, like from the Southern California area. Uh, and there, the four-day seminar kind of took a little bit of a twist. So the woman gets to the seminar, and it starts with the a- attendees being told to sit down and not talk. And then they were left in isolation for a full hour before a man stormed in, yelling in Spanish and berating them for sitting there and doing nothing even though that was exactly what they had been told specifically to do. (laughs) So this man, who was uh, a live seminars employee, yelled that the attendees were doing nothing and they don't matter. And then he would berate them, like, individually. Uh, And it says that the the overall effect was that of a particularly nasty drill sergeant. Like that sounds terrible. I would. I am stressed out just reading about this. Oh my god. Ugh. That sounds like a great opportunity for personal development. <laughs> By or which like I mean, re- the personal development of your fist into his face. Your fucking daddy issues. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. God no. So, the participants were prohibited from using their phones. There was no clock in the room and the doors and windows, they were all covered with black cloth. Yeah, so it doesn't like, it doesn't sound like a chill environment. That's what they're basically saying. I think that's a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here, quote, the atmosphere resembled less a self-improvement seminar than a site for off-the-books interrogation of terrorist suspects, it says in the, in the complaint. Uh, the sensory isolation and intimidation was reinforced by constant yelling and verbal abuse by seminar staff, creating an atmosphere of fear in the room. Uh, but, you know, people didn't leave because they felt like they didn't have a choice but to stay there because they were sent there by the Panda Express people yeah. and told that the like that their whole opportunity for promotion depended on them completing the seminar. So they were like th- like kind of just pressured and forced to stay there because yeah. also you most of the time you're just going to fucking do what you need to do because what you're just going to just gonna go out and get a fucking job another job like it's hard people okay i will oh i'll say that and i live in fucking denmark okay um the seminar continued on july 13th in 19 and uh the woman says that she was forced to strip down to her underwear and they framed it as it was a kind of trust building. 
Isn't it fucking terrible? So she stripped almost naked in front of strangers and coworkers. And obviously she was super fucking uncomfortable. But she kept going because she knew it was her only chance at a promotion. There are so many layers, layers of terribleness in this. And while she was, you know, getting undressed and basically being almost naked, the seminar staff were like just openly ogling her and smiling and laughing at her. Oh my God, so much trauma. This poor woman. So the exercise culminated when the victims and um, the other participants had to stand up to yell about their inner struggles until everyone else in the group believed them, which I do feel like is basically what I do on Instagram, but it's probably <laughs> a lot worse, probably a lot worse. Uh, I, I, I will say that. So this is terrible. The last male participant had some difficulty quote, convincing the others. And because of that, he broke down in tears. And uh, the woman, the plaintiff, was told to stand up and go to the middle of the room with this man where they were forced to, quote, hug it out, wearing nothing but their underwear. So, yeah. And, yeah. I'm also just thinking, in all of this, like, even... Like, you're doing this terrible seminar. I, all this time, I'm just thinking, why? What on earth are they gaining from doing this? Like, because yeah. you're not really creating, like, strong, loyal employee. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't understand. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I can see it create, like, a, I can see someone misguidedly thinking it's going to create loyal employees. I mean, the same way they said it's like a drill sergeant, right? Mm. Like, the point of that breaking you down is then to build you up together. Yeah. I can I mean see someone incredibly misguidedly believing somehow that oh we'll have that kind of yeah military camaraderie where we're all in it together mm -hmm. but again a but what the fuck it's like also yeah well i don't the simple fact that you made them pay for it <laughs> that's also like you made them pay to go through this fucking abuse and trauma yeah. what 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 okay like it would be horrific enough it's obviously horrific enough if it was just a normal like a training session that your work paid for but there's just the added mm. salt in the wound of oh, we don't even give enough shit enough of a shit about you to mm -hmm. pay for this trauma or inflicted also it's not like panda express like employees are getting a great salary as it is no it's a fucking slap in the face beyond anything it's so ugh. 
Okay, moving on. Um, yeah, it says that as the as time went on, the seminar became more and more culty. It assembled like uh, resembled a cult ritual. So get this: the se the seminar staff would dim the lights, and then the attendees would uh, be instructed to stand up and close their eyes and pretend that a light from above would come down and take all the negative energy out of them. Then pretend that a, a hole opened up in the ground and swallowed the negative energy. Okay, where the fuck do you think this negative energy is coming from? Huh? Where the... Where the... Where the... What, uh, where would that where'd it come from I don't know that's that's weird I don't know got no idea Jesus Christ this is uh. so while this was happening while they would you know do this bullshit the one of the the staff had a cell phone with the light on recording um the woman while she was standing there Almost naked. And uh, they were just fucking terrified. They were like anyone would be. And also, if you wanted to use the restroom, someone from staff would stand outside the restroom. And one, when another participant ran into the restroom to throw up, uh, some of the staff ran after her. And another male participant was only given a small trash can to throw up in and was forced to do it in front of the other people. The fuck? So, during the, the July 13th session, the plaintiff, she reached the absolute limit of abuse and uh, made an excuse of a family emergency and left the seminar. And obviously she had gone to this seminar hopeful and optimistic about her future with the company but she left three days later absolutely scarred and downtrodden and um like quickly after she quit her job because of all the emotional distress and trauma um yeah the the suit alleges panda express did not care about plaintiff's experience at the seminars or that she had been humiliated in front of her co-workers her chances of promotion were destroyed and um yeah they just they had no interest in addressing the situation so well, of course not they had you know hundreds yeah. of other people who they could just get to pay for their own torture training so why would you bother caring about that? I'm just, I'm just so conf. I'm just, why? Like, why are you doing this? Uh, I hope she gets a fuck ton of money. I hope all the people do. I, I wonder if other people have come forth because it didn't say anything about it. Um... But yeah, that would be probably good for them if they yeah. got some monies out of that because fuck. 
That is terrible. Yeah, so I know, you know, we've all been to bad work seminars and team building exercises, but I think this tops it. I think, I think this one takes the prize of shitty fucking work seminars. Jesus. Woo. And on that note, I think oh. we should lighten the mood with some weekly what the fuck beautiful as always thank you thank Uh you (laughs) do you want to go first or do you want to do the thing that we know we have the same of together like together uh you you go ahead you can uh okay In today's racist asshole blames their racism on something ridiculous from the people who brought you Roseanne Barr's racist ambient side effect, I bring you basketball announcer who didn't know his microphone was live, spewed vile racist remarks, and now blames it on low blood sugar. (laughs) High blood sugar. High blood sugar? It's completely different. It said low in the article. No, it's, he, uh, he said his sugar was spiking. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become uh-huh. disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. Like, I, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it is not a side effect for, to diabetes, which he has, allegedly, to... Like how you don't even to believe have has diabetes. fucking <laughs> racist <laughs> Tourette's. Like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that, David? This guy's clearly a dickhead, but the reach that, you know, it would be even more impressive if he doesn't even have diabetes. <laughs> if it was just like, oh, uh, it Do was- Do you trust di- this man? Di- Do diabetes <laughs> does that, right? Everyone, everyone knows diabetes makes you racist. Wild. My oh granddad my was super racist and he had diabetes. So clearly. That's what he always thought. Oh Maybe, yeah. Could, it's the diabetes. That he I grew hope. up with a racist grandpa who had, I... who had diabetes and said, they like blamed their racism on that. And that's just the first thing he went to because he still believes that that is the side effect. <laughs> I hope that Matt Rowan, uh-huh, this gentleman, I, I hope he doesn't have diabetes because that really would top off the... Oh, yeah. Any, so do you want to say what he actually... I mean, not what he actually said, but the context of what Absolutely he actually said? Absolutely, I will not say what he said because <laughs> it's terrible. Well, um, yeah. Um, he said horrible things at a women's basketball game because... They were playing the national anthem and one of the teams decided to take a knee. And that was just too much for Mad Roland to handle. He said, not today, bitch. And he decided to really say some vile fucking shit and some racist slurs. He and said, uh, don't worry, he said, they're kneeling fucking N-words. Didn't say N-word. I hope Norman gets their ass kicked. That's the high school where mm-hmm. some of the players uh, kneel. So Norman High School. I hope Norman High School gets their ass kicked. 
Fuck them. I hope they lose. Come on, Midwest City. They're going to kneel like that? Hell no. Also, calm down. It's a high school game. Can we just... <laughs> Can we just chill for one moment? It's not even just a high school. It's a high school game and people have been kneeling for how long? When did Colin Kaepernick start kneeling? It's just too violent, David. Three years ago? It's just not acceptable. Four years ago? Like. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. He's a fucking asshat. And, um. But I think we've got to, we've got to dive into his, his actual statement. On because that's where it gets funny. Before it's just Ugh. sad. He's just racist. But the point where this racism gets funny yeah. is in how stupid his so directly from his statement. Um. <laughs> so firstly, he most regrettably made statements that can't be taken back. Even though he doesn't mention this in a statement. Initially, he claimed he wasn't the one who made the remarks. That's so he's true. only taking he credit. He said it wasn't <laughs> him. And then like a couple hours later, it was like, um, no, it's me. Like, Everyone what? was like, uh, we recognize the voice because you commentated <laughs> on the whole game. We can obviously tell who it is. And he went, what oh, yeah, I guess, I guess it was idiot. me. Oh, anyway, he continued. Uh-huh. I made inappropriate and racist comments, believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that is no excuse. Oh, Oh. So, oh, okay. <laughs> a couple of things I just want to dive into. One, <laughs> don't say something if it's not an excuse. Secondly, <laughs> if you're saying that your diabetes made you so... Absolutely, people who have high blood sugar, right, can really... They can seem like they're incredibly drunk. They can That can be a big problem mm-hmm. when you're... Uh, so again, I've talked before about being a, a call handler. We had a lot of things both for our paramedics on the scene and for us about trying to establish is someone drunk or are they suffering from something like diabetes? Okay. Because obviously you treat it in a completely different way. Okay. And someone can seem aggressive. They can seem drunk. They can okay. seem like a really aggressive drunk if they have high blood sugar. Right. But they the have problem have so- like, yeah. mm-hmm. is... If you're in that state, you're in no state to be making judgments about the microphone being off. So his own excuse kills his his excuse. Like it fucks it up. If he just shut up about believing the microphone was off, yeah. then it might almost work. <laughs> but he no, couldn't hold it in. You cannot say that my high blood pressure caused my racism because that shit has to be in your head as something valid already. It doesn't make you just like, it doesn't make any sense. I think it is possible to be, uh, I mean, I would agree that it in, has to in come the vast from a place, it has to come from a place, but when people are, are, uh, I think it's possible for you to be, uh, out of your own mind in such a state you know through certain forms of intoxication or through uh an illness that you can say things that you wouldn't align with but nothing that he said seems like but that would that would be really really specific context that would really have to come across as something that was uh not 
I don't when... like it. I don't. Think <laughs> just, I don't buy this kind of. Th- no, it. You can't. No, this is in your brain. This is some like this obviously pissed him off. But something being in your brain, right? As as a thing to so someone who has Tourette's, right? They say things that's in their brain, but not actually aligned with but what they think. This is not Tourette's. I know it's not Tourette's and I'm not saying that I'm saying I'm not defending him. I'm saying that it's theoretically possible, right? Sure. But now we're talking about this shit. So (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And in this case, like the point is it's so obvious that it's bullshit. Because he didn't, it it wasn't something that was uh, in any, he didn't sound disoriented at all. He didn't sound like there was nothing in there that suggested this in any, anything else. Okay, so right? if he had been, if he, if this had been the case and he said these things, you would be okay with it. You would you would understand. Okay, so as a call handler, I would interact with people who would say really, really horrific shit mm-hmm. to me, and I recognized that they were going through a mental health crisis. Sure. That they were not under control of what they were saying, and they would say really horrific shit that, because, you know, someone who is regularly interacting with the health service, you might speak to the same person multiple times. And I can remember very clearly knowing a person from the number of times that I spoke to them mm-hmm. who, when they were not in a in a specific place, was a genuinely nice person to me on the phone. Mm-hmm. And at other points, and I don't know exactly what his uh, medical concerns were, I, I just can't remember... But I know that when he screamed abuse and said he was going to find me and smash my head through the the screen and everything, Mm -hmm. I can say, look, yes, that might be something that's in his head. The same way that when I've spoken to someone and they've put me on hold and I've gone, fuck this fucking phone company that's put me on hold. That's a completely different thing to thinking you can say in that moment when you're in a health crisis, particularly or something that is... Uh, that affects your brain and your thought processes, you can say something that is entirely not... I understand that. I just feel like racism is not just a... Like, oh, I'm saying I'm angry or I'm frustrated and I'm I'm in a breakdown and I'm saying horrible shit. No, like, no, but say, I agree. Fuck but... you and I'll kill you and all that. But racism in itself, like saying those words and like with that kind of... Uh, but tar- I don't think it's on a special... like. I, I don't think it's on a special pedestal where someone being re- like if someone is is reach for whatever reason right intentionally or unintentionally reaching for the most offensive thing they can say because they're undergoing some kind of and I'm not saying like uh, as a choice if someone makes a choice to say the most mm-hmm. offensive thing they can say then that's very different yeah but if someone is under a health crisis that is causing them to to you know out of their control reach for the most offensive thing mm-hmm. that's very different 
Now, he, in his statement, he's very clearly not in that position. Right. And the simple fact that he says, I believe the microphone was off, proves... And just even if he fact. didn't say that... Like, <laughs> even if he didn't say that, look, the statement that he says, I hope they it. lose, fuck them, like... All of the additional things that he says context, make it really... Yeah. But I would say it's absolutely possible for that kind of thing to happen. It's just in all the cases that we see of people claiming it, you're like, really? Shut the fuck up. Like, it's clearly for other reasons that's not yeah. the case. With yeah. Roseanne, when she's going on this massive like tirade over and over again with loads of stuff that fits in line with all the other stuff she's said... Yeah. Like, sure, I'm sure the ambient let her fingers be a little looser on Twitter, but Ugh. that's obviously in context what she was thinking mm. anyway. Yeah. He also said in his defense, he continued, I'm a family man. I am married, have two children, and at one time I was a youth pastor. I, I continue to be a member of the youth pastor. This cracked me up. Like, of course he was. Like, oh that's a defense. God. Like, we're supposed to go, oh. He preached to kids. So therefore, we should He's just worse. drop everything that he said. That's cool. This just ma this makes me I'm sorry. In my book, that makes it more textbook. I would say, yeah, <laughs> this holds up a hundred percent. Of course he was a youth pastor. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. No, thank you. Okay, we should move on. We should. Uh, I have yeah? another high school story. Okay. Uh, which is just grim. Uh, cheerleader's mom created deep fake videos to harass her daughter's rivals. Oh, no, Karen. So, yeah, we've talked about deep fakes before on the podcast, uh, about placing people's faces onto uh, other videos. and It's making uh, me so nervous, so nervous. Rafaela Spona, not sure if I'm saying her name right, <laughs> has been charged with three counts of cyber harassment. This Pennsylvania mother sent deep fake photos and videos of her teenage daughter's cheerleading rivals depicting them naked, drinking, and smoking to their coaches oh in a God. bid to get them kicked off the team. Oh, my God. Couple of things. One, God. that sounds like producing child porn to me, not it like does. cyber harassment. So I feel like maybe there's some extra charges that Raphael It needs. can be both. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying. I said extra charges, not replacement <laughs> <Yeah>. charges. <laughs> Say can't. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> uh, she also... Okay, here's where the uh, cyber harassment comes in. She also okay. anonymously sent messages to the victims, urging them to uh, to kill themselves, according okay. to the paper's report. This lady needs to fuck all again. The way again, to clarify, this was rivals on her daughter's cheerleading squad. Calm down about high schoolers. I cannot stress this enough. This is, that is the, if you take away anything from this episode, calm down about high schoolers. It is not that big of a deal. They're just yeah. being teenagers. Let them be teenagers. Yeah. And uh, what the fuck kind of mo, like, what? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, well, that's horrible. 
Yeah. The girl and her coaches were sent photos that appeared to depict her naked, drinking, and smoking a vape pen, according to police. Her parents told police, so the victims, one of the victims' parents told police, because they feared the videos could lead to their daughter being kicked off the team. That's not the issue here. The no. issue, they made naked... Anyway. Anyway. I hope that that's wow. just the news reporting weirdly suggesting that it's because they thought they'd get kicked off the team mm-hmm. and the actual reason they reported it to the police was because it's anyway sorry i've said <sighs> oh, everyone breathe just breathe in breathe out i have a hall high of fail high school right high school calm high school. down calm the fuck down calm down karen calm down was she Ooh. also a youth pastor? <laughs> it did not say. But okay. we're taking bets now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just have a headline because that's all I needed. Um, man trying to clear driving theory tests for 17 years fails record 192nd time. Maybe... This man should not be driving. I, I and he probably won't. <laughs> but maybe, honey, I think he's in Poland with the, he should, hmm. I mean, I, I passed my second time and then I drove for like a couple of months and now I haven't driven for 11 years and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I took the hint, which was my anxiety. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. I will not do this. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a, another famous, terrible Polish driver uh, in Ireland. I don't know. <laughs> this is quite an old story. This is like 10 years ago or something. But uh, in Ireland, the Irish police had a huge problem with the country's most reckless driver who was a polish immigrant okay um and had been getting speeding tickets and fines and uh all over ireland and their name was praro jazdi praro jazdi i think okay anyway turns out that is the Polish word for driving license, and all of the Irish police have been misreading the <laughs> Polish driver's <laughs> licenses. And just oh my god! <laughs> driving license hundreds of times, thousands and thousands of tickets. Oh no! Oh, that's so yummy, though. <laughs> oh. Should we just end with this? I think like, that's that's the happy note. Uh, <laughs> There it is, people. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you to listening for week 11. Deep dive, I will call it. Wow. <laughs> Let us know what you thought of the episode. And uh, yeah. we'll see you next week. Can't wait. Thank you very yeah. much. Bye. Uh-huh.